Strike for UFC 245, Usman vs. Covington. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And welcome back. We are back on the wagon, so to speak. Uh, here yes. to showcase showcase the upcoming fight of uh, the main card of Usman versus Covington. Coming up on Saturday, December 14th, this one will be in Las Vegas. And little known fact about this one, um, it's on my birthday. Not a lot of no. people know that, nor should they, but <laughs> they. there's so, that. <laughs> you can treat yourself to a pay-per-view yes. for your birthday. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we're going to look at the main uh, main card coming up, uh, handicap it, tell you who's going to win in our not-so-humble opinions. Uh, but first, there's a couple things we, we saw on the news and we wanted to mention. So uh, first thing uh, is um, coming up in January, we see uh, Conor McGregor is going to be back in, uh, back in the octagon facing Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, and this is um, a, a fight that uh, was rumored or speculated or at the very least fans wanted um, for a while. And I think it's, it's going to be an exciting match. Um, I think the little interesting twist to it – can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think the little interesting twist to it is it's going to be at 170 pounds. They're going to fight a welterweight, and um, a lot of speculation on that is – if uh, Connor were to come out victorious, uh, that would pave the way and set up a matchup with uh, Jorge Masvidal, who's been on fire as of late and kind of has filled that Connor void for UFC popularity. I, I think right now when you, you think of the UFC landscape, he's probably the most uh, popular fighter at this time. So that if it ends up the cards falling like that um, – Masvidal versus uh, Connor would be a huge fight. That uh, that would be something to look forward to. I'd like to see that, especially with Masvidal. I think needs a good fight, uh, especially right. after coming off that with um, uh, Nate uh, Diaz, kind mm-hmm. of disappointing end. Um, so I think uh, to to get some of the fire back, he's going to need a good matchup. Um, Hopefully, I'd like to, you know, and, and we'll talk about this more probably when we, we go over UFC 246. But, you know, um, I'm I'm a big Cowboy Cerrone fan. Um, it would be hard for me to vote against him and for Connor, who I also enjoy watching. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll see where that one goes. Yeah, this is to me, it's it's kind of it, 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 I felt the same way when uh Connor and Diaz fought, you know, fans of both of them, um, fans of both of their fighting styles and, um, uh, you know, hard to pick, um, Connor, you know, like you said, we'll go into it more when that event comes up, but, you know, Connor off the layoff and then prior to that, you know, uh, lost to, uh, Khabib, a loss to, uh, Floyd Mayweather and, you know, on a little bit of a skid, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that and how uh, Cowboy always comes ready to fight. Uh, slow starter, Connor, you know, that's, you know, he comes out the gate uh, pretty fast. So we'll save that for an upcoming podcast. But, yeah, definitely an, a, a, a fight to uh, get excited about. This, this might fall under one of the, uh, the, the people's champion type thing. 
mm-hmm. guess, you know, it was just two really popular fighters uh, or, or well-known anyway. Uh, and uh, as far as Cowboy, I, I would call him a, a well-loved fighter. Connor, maybe not as much, but certainly at least infamous. So that'll be <laughs> very yes. good. So uh, the next one, we got uh, some uh, recently announced uh, fight coming up. It'll be one to look forward to. It's going to be Khabib Vergas versus Ferguson. Uh, right now, looks like they're targeted for April in uh, UFC 249. Yes, and uh, fifth time's a charm. This is uh, a fight that they've tried to put together uh, going back to 2015 on uh, four separate occasions. And uh, there's the famous, uh, infamous, I should say, um, Terramisu incident. Um, and then, you know, the most recent uh, Ferguson having that freak accident, tripping over the uh, cords in the backstage and, and blowing out his knee. So, um, fingers crossed, knocked on wood, you know, hang a horseshoe yeah. over your door, whatever good luck, good luck you need to do to uh, get this one on because this is an awesome fight. And I think in a lot of people's yeah. eyes, um, maybe coming at the right time because Ferguson is um, kind of viewed as the last maybe real threat to Khabib's undefeated streak. And again, another one that we'll delve into and um, analyze further uh, at a, at a later uh, podcast, but um, yeah, definitely uh, Ferguson poses some uh, interesting uh, threats to Khabib. So that's another one to get excited about. Um, Like I said, knock on wood, hopefully uh, it, it comes to fruition this time. Yeah, well, a lot can happen in four months. So, mm-hmm. you know, based based on past experience uh, or, or events, don't get all too excited for this one yet. Um, yes, <laughs> this seems to be just one of those cursed fights, those cursed matchups that you, that you can never get to. But uh, we'll, we'll hope hope that it works out on this one. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's, it's you know this is the way it was supposed to go, and it just adds to the build up and adds to the you know. Um, the, the fight uh, atmosphere and um, this the should if they end up getting in the octagon this time uh, be a fantastic fight yeah all right well let's get to UFC 245 uh, we're gonna uh, start taking a look at the main card here the first slated fight of the night is going to be Peter Jan versus Uriah Faber yeah, and this is uh, Uriah Faber's second fight after him uh, coming back uh, out of retirement, um, retired back in 2016, and uh, just his first fight back in the UFC uh, back in July after that layoff uh, was against uh, Ricky Simon, who I, I think a lot of people thought, you know, young uh, fighter, uh, Faber definitely in the twilight of his career, although there's some interesting and exciting fights left for him. Um, you know, he might get, uh, you know, a little bit of a passing of the guard type of fight. And, um, he ended up storching Ricky in 48 seconds, 46 seconds, I think. So, um, this is kind of feels the same to me. Um, and I'm going with uh, Jan on this one. I think, uh, that you know just a younger more athletic fighter um obviously earlier in his career Faber brings a lot of experience he's 
for sure fought the tougher competition. He's, you know, been a world champion. He's fought world champions, beat world champions. Um, but I, I think just at the crossing of their career paths right here, I think um, uh, Jan uh, poses a little bit too much of a threat for him. And um, I don't think he's going to be able to finish Uriah unless he catches him with, you know, some, you know, sort of fluky type of deal. He's definitely capable of putting him away, but I think Faber's too experienced, and I think this is going to go to decision, um, and I, I think Jan wins it. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, Uriah Faber, I think, being a sentimental favorite on this one, uh, but he comes in as the underdog. I think he was the underdog on the last one, too, as far as the betting odds, mm-hmm. his last fight, as I recall. Um, you know, surprise surprise win uh, over Ricky for that one. Um you know, he's he's not getting any younger. Uh, to say he looked in great shape. Um, the the last uh, uh, videos I saw of him, um, surprisingly mm-hmm. great shape for a guy who's what forty now. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, no man can beat Father Time. And as much as I I would pull for Uriah Faber on this one, I I've also got to agree that I I think Jan is gonna going to do it. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with you with decision on this. Um, maybe that's my sentimentality talking. Um, you know, I, I, I my golden rule doesn't apply on this one. Uh, you know, with uh, uh, favor. You know, he mm-hmm. only uh, you know he did did fight just a few months ago. Um, hopefully, he got uh, got that ring rust so to speak uh, out then. Uh, clearly, a 48 second win he did, but um, even so. Um, yeah, we'll we'll stick with Jan on this um, grudgingly. I, I want to see Faber win. Yeah, I always want to see the, the sentimental favorite win. Um, but uh, I think Jan is uh, he's he's gonna uh, gonna take it on this one. Yeah, maybe this one it could be your golden years rule. <laughs> golden years, yes. <laughs> I, like I mean, he's forty for sure isn't in your golden years, but in MMA yeah. time. Yeah. I mean that's I the senior that's circuit, kind of years. right? Yes, that's, that's the yes. senior tour for MMA, you know. So, um, you know, I, I, am sure Faber will come in looking good, um, looking fit. Uh, he, I don't think he looks like a forty-year-old, but um, uh, uh, no. And I think that I, I also do think that that uh, you know, almost three years off, two and a half years off, it mm-hmm. probably did, you know do some benefit to him you know he's not in the grind training camp and you know getting beat up by sparring partners and you know just the bumps and bruises um he did have a couple of uh, competitive grappling matches that's nowhere near as demanding as um you know mixed martial arts so that probably um bought him a little bit of time yeah some rejuvenation a little bit maybe yeah 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 um but still, you know, I I agree. I'd, I'd like to see Faber win. I do think he is the sentimental favorite. Um, but, you know, just being thinking about it in, in practical terms, um, you're right. Father Time's undefeated. I think he's <laughs> going to be competitive in this fight. I don't see him getting um, outclassed by any means. But I, I think Jan's just, you know, talented enough, enough, uh, young enough and athletic enough to um, you know, pull this one out where, like I said, the trajectories of their careers where they're crossing. If this was 
a favor of even maybe five years ago, I, I might have a different um, analysis of this fight, but it's just, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I think it's uh, yeah. like, I think you said it best, Father Time's undefeated. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on now. Okay, the next fight is going to be Jose Aldo versus Mal. Excuse me. The next fight, Jose Aldo versus Marlon Moreas. This is a uh, another one. Aldo, I was a bit surprised because I, off the top of my head, I would have thought he was a few years older. But Aldo's only thirty-three. But that's yeah. an old thirty-three, uh, considering he's been fighting since he's professionally since he's seventeen. Um, and he's had some uh, pretty good wars. Um, mm. Not a lot of damage, I, I think, early on in his career. Um, the, out of the last uh, six fights, um, you know, six, seven fights that he's had, he, he did uh, suffer his first knockout, lost to Conor McGregor, and then two K- TKOs, uh, TKOs back-to-back to Max Holloway. Um, mm. And this, I'm not... It seems to me, and I don't know that this is the case, but it seems to me that when a fighter gets um, either further in his career or he starts to uh, find that he's not successful in the weight class that he's at, they cut weight. And it seems to be the mindset that, you know, I'm going to go down to this lighter weight class where the guys aren't as big as um, the opponents that I'm used to facing. And that will give me an edge because I'm used to the bigger and stronger guys. And um, Aldo is fast for a a featherweight, but I I don't know. Um, I was even reading an uh, interview uh, today with Uriah Faber that he thinks it's, it's not necessarily a good idea for Aldo to drop down to bantamweight and that he may be making the same mistake that Faber made when he initially dropped where he's overcutting too quickly, right? He's nervous about, mm-hmm. um, he, he hasn't done this weight cut before. So as the fight gets closer and you're with, in fight week where you're cutting the majority of your weight, you may be cutting too soon because you don't know how those last few days are going to go and if the pounds are actually going to come off. Um, and I, I, I've seen other articles uh, previous to that where, they're saying Jose Aldo's not looking too good. And in the photos I saw, yeah, it may be, but I don't, you know, if you remember Connor getting on the scale um, when he was at 145, I mean, he looked completely drained and then, you know, he came out and, and performed well. So I don't think necessarily how you look um, is translates to being indicative <laughs> of how you fight. However, I do think it, it, it may be, um, a misleading thought to think that I'm going to drop down and to a lower weight class and, you know, have success there, be more successful when I stop finding the success that I want at my current weight class. And all yeah. you know, he's lost in his last five, he's lost twice to the, the current featherweight champ, Max Holloway. And then he just lost a decision to uh, uh, Volkanovsky who's fighting on this card for the featherweight championship. So, I mean, it's not like, He's been just getting blown out of the water in his matches. Um, I just think that he's also at a point in his career. Later where... in the career? Yeah. What's that? I don't know, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I don't like you know, fighters when, when they're aging into their career. And it's, like you said, 33 is not that old, but you know he's been in the fight game for a long time. And uh, I, I just don't like fighters going down in weight. You know, the, the ones um, if, I, if I'm going to bet on a fighter, I, I don't like putting my money on the guy who's who's well into his career. He's he's used to the 
the, the mass he's carrying around and trying to drop that. Um, the older you get, the harder it seems to, to, to drop that. Again, not saying the 33 is ancient, but, um, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you're not talking about 25. So, right. um, yeah. I, it, it, and, and like I said, it, to me, you know, with those losses, yeah, ever since, uh, uh, you know, Connor and, and, um, and after that, um, Holloway, you know, he's, He's not the fighter that he doesn't seem to be the fighter he once was. I mean, he's got these these flashes where he comes back, but you know, winning against Jeremy Stevens, uh, like he did. But um, let's be honest, you know, uh, Jeremy Stevens uh, isn't the hardest opponent anymore either. Um, and and uh, when he he goes when he gets up to that top tier, um, you know, he he doesn't have you know back when he was champion, you know, he's looking unbeatable. Um, but he took that loss to Connor and, and then, um, he's, he, he lost that mystique and, uh, and, you know, I'm, I seem like I'm really dunking on him, but, um, you know, my, my thing with him again is, um, with, with maybe trying to, like you mentioned, uh, trying to, uh, capture some lightning again with, uh, by resorting to a, a drop in weight. I'm not a believer is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so, I agree. And going back to the Connor, I think it was kind of, um, he was getting up there, getting, you know, obviously you don't get younger as a fighter, but he, you know, getting older as a fighter, um, Connor and just the mental warfare. And they went on that world tour and then the fight was delayed. So it was, you know, almost like a year plus of just that. And, and, and then the way that the, the fight played out and getting knocked out in 13 seconds, I believe. And I think that just yeah. you know mentally did a lot to him. Um, I, I still think this is a lot like the first fight with Faber, right? I still think there's, if, you know, however long, you know, the next few years, uh, Jose can decides to continue to fight. I think he still has good fights to offer. I just, he's clearly not at his prime anymore. I don't think anyone's arguing that he is. And, um, I agree. I, I think a drop down to Bantamweight is a mistake, and I see this going a lot like the first fight, um, though uh, Moraes isn't a younger up-and-comer. He is a world-class fighter. He's currently number one at Bantamweight behind the champ, uh, Henry Sahado. so you know he's, he's tough competition. He's fought some t- tough competition, and I think he has enough to win the decision. Not necessarily outclass Aldo, um, but I'm, I'm going to predict that he, he does win um, you know, a, a a decision against Aldo handedly. Mm-hmm. I think both, both fighters, Brazilian, um, Brazilian fighters, you expect this to, to be mostly stand up. I do. I do. Um, both, uh, like utilizing the leg kicks and, um, have Muay Thai background. So I, I think it's, it's going to be a good stand up fight and a good technical stand up fight. Um, maybe at times getting into wild, you know, crazy, depending on someone, you know, hurts the other person, you know, maybe some, um, some, some great exchange, great exchanges and some wild exchanges, but I expect it for the most part to be a good technical match, leg kick heavy. And, um, I think, uh, it's going to be exciting, but, uh, Marais, excuse me, Marais is going to outpoint him. Yeah, I agree. I think stand about him. He's obviously, uh, you know, you see, although he's only got a couple submission wins, um, mostly likes to to ko people um 
and uh, very flashy like that. I don't know if he's got that uh, as much as he did. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably predict a decision on this one as well. Uh, and I will uh, pick Moreas uh, on this. So, so far, we uh, were unanimous uh, yes. on these. So we'll, we'll see. Um, and uh, where, where we go next. So uh, next fight, uh, the first of three title fights on this card. Amanda yes. Nunes, uh, Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine DeRandomy. It is going to be a long night of UFC fights. Um, <laughs> potentially, I guess. Three five-round fights to top off the card. Three championship <laughs> fights. All of them great fights. Um, maybe out of the three fights we have the most dominant fighter of those three fights and amanda noons um she's just she's really hit her stride um she looks unstoppable um and where she does or where in the past she's had issues um tends to be more of uh in the grappling area i think she's kind of shored that up um she did have a uh, close fight, a split decision win uh, against Valentina Shevchenko. Um, but I think Shevchenko is a more well-rounded fighter than Randomy. Randomy, um, something that I didn't realize that I, I came across when I was um, doing some research on her is she has technically a professional boxing win over a man. She knocked a man out. And I think the story was in Dutch or other, another language otherwise that I don't speak. Um, but the man's name is Tom Wace. I, it seems to be that he was, is an actor or whatever. The, the video is on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out. Um, but you know, it's, he, he looks like, you know, a middle aged man in fairly decent shape and he was 40 pounds heavier than her. And she's, hmm. so that, proves that she uh jermaine also has some power but i you know right now like i said amanda's just hit her stride she's one of if not the most impressive champ that they got right now dual weight champ um she says after this fight at bantamweight she intends to just defend her belt at featherweight and leave the bantamweight division behind um and i think she goes out with a win and i i think she has enough to stop randomly yeah, I, I don't see Randomy winning this. Um, just uh, Nunes being so dominant right now, <clears throat> she's just at that, uh, just at that extra level that you don't see um, uh, who's on the horizon who might beat her at the moment. Uh, certainly, I don't think Randomy's gonna uh, gonna pose all of that big uh, of a threat to her. <clears throat> um, she doesn't have. I don't think. Uh, uh, any uh, good good enough submission game to, to be any threat at all to her. Uh, and then striking, um, good striker, but uh, I, I just think she, that right now Amanda is so powerful uh, that that um, this is probably uh, of of the three title fights. I would uh, predict that this one would be the shortest. I, I think that's definitely a, a real possibility. And uh, Durandamy um, was actually the inaugural featherweight champ in uh, the <laughs> UFC. And then 
later on got stripped of her title um, allegedly because she refused to fight Chris Cyborg, who um, Amanda Nunes just completely dominated <laughs> and destroyed <laughs> in 40 seconds. 41 yeah, seconds. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, maybe she's, um, you know, that the rumor was that she was scared of cyborg and then, you know, she's fighting the woman who completely demolished cyborg. cyborg yeah. Little, little interesting, you know, twist or, or crease in, in this fight. But yeah. It, you know, I, I, I predict this to be a stand up fight. Um, the Radames pretty much strictly, um, a, a kickboxer that's her background and, and, and stand-up fighter and I just even though like I said you know she obviously has the power um, she knocked out a man um, who was 40 pounds heavier than her in a mm. pro boxing match but I, I think Nunes could too Nunes has yeah. scary power for male or female fighter and yeah. um, it, it could prove to be a short night for Durand me if she doesn't try and mix in some grappling yeah all right, the co-main event, Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah, it's a little uh, interesting thing that I noticed looking at this fight just on the tail of the tape is that Volkanovsky, even though he's five inches shorter, has a two-inch reach advantage, um, which may end up playing a factor in um, the striking game, but... Uh, Holloway, uh, he, he lost to Poirier um, back in April uh, for the uh, lightweight interim championship. Um, then in, in July, uh, beat Frankie Edgar. Um, despite that little, and I don't even really consider it a hiccup. You know, he went up in weight class. Um, he fought a guy who previously had submitted him uh, when they fought years prior to that. And, you know, even though um, I think uh, Poirier decisively won that fight, I mean, it just kind of shows the heart and the fighting spirit of Max. And, you know, I think Polkanovsky's tough. I think he's durable. Um, and he seems to have a pretty good fight IQ. Um, he started off apparently as a middleweight. Um, <laughs> and prior to that was playing rugby at like 215 pounds. So. Oh. Definitely, definitely a bulky guy. Definitely a strong guy. But um, Max right now is just a, a fighter that I put in the category that I'm, I'm not going to bet against him, particularly at 145, until mm-hmm. he, he proves otherwise. So I, I think Max is going to pull out the decision on this. Um, he's tough. He's durable. Another thing to keep an eye on in this fight is I have seen some stories start to pop up that they did uh, today. I think they released uh, their second episode of embedded for this event. And it seemed that Max was slurring some of his words, um, much like the fight that he had to pull out of um, where he, it was a tough weight cut. And there was, I, I don't know that I ever saw really what was going on, but there were some medical concerns um, and he wasn't he cleared to fight. So hopefully First and foremost, Max's health is in, yeah. is in order. And, and secondly, um, secondary to that, um, that this fight happens. Because I, I think this is definitely, definitely an interesting fight. Um, Volkanovski um, is, is a legitimate threat to take the featherweight belt. Um, however, like I said, I just, Max is one of these guys to me right now where um, he's looks like he's got it figured out. And, um, you know, this is kind of 
same uh, same uh, similarities or there's parallels to the Ortega fight where Ortega came in. He looked even more like a world beater uh, than Volkanovski does right now. And, <laughs> and Max just, you know, handled him. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, well, I'm, I'm picking Holloway with the uh, decision on this one. Well, back, uh, back when, hold on. Okay. Sorry. There's an alarm going off. Okay. Um, all right. Well, back when uh, Holloway fought Brian Ortega, uh, I picked against uh, uh, Max Holloway on that one. I went with my, my pick was was Brian Ortega, and uh, he he handled Brian Ortega. And at that point, I said, "Don't ever bet against Max Holloway." And then uh, right after that, he lost to Dustin Poirier. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can't pick a Max Holloway fight. So, but that that being said, um, I think of the fights uh, that that I see on this card, this one is the most ripe for an upset. So um, I'm going to go with Volkanovski on this one. Um, I said I, I'm I'm uh, let me caveat that here with uh, with saying this this is my upset special. Um, and, and I know I'm going against the grain, uh, if Holloway wins, I will not be surprised, but, uh, I think that, um, with what's been going on with Holloway, uh, Holloway, uh, over his last few fights, um, you know, he's got a, a long history of canceled fights too. Um, just, uh, different things happen. You know, he had that, like I said, that, that health issue, which we're still not really sure what was, but, um, Put all of that together, um, and and I think of of all of them, uh, this one might be the 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 situation that Volkanovski can take advantage of and uh, come out with perhaps an unlikely win. So uh, for for gonna... sure, and I and I wouldn't even um, necessarily classify it as unlikely. I think Volkanovski <laughs> is championship material um his uh his last fight against uh jose aldo um i think it was a good fight i I think it was also maybe one where he felt that he was maybe playing a little bit safe in that fight i don't know for sure and this is just purely speculation on my point but it, it had the feeling to me that he knew that this could be you know win this fight and then that opens up the door for a championship fight and he didn't want to um you know do anything to do, not necessarily fight safe but he didn't want to take unnecessary risks um to potentially uh lose that opportunity so um I for sure think he's championship material. Um, if he does go on and beat Max Holloway, um, even though it's, you know, upset special, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't think it, it would, they're, they're fairly close in the Vegas odds. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think it would be that huge of an upset or that big of a surprise. No. People, um, yeah. like I said, my primary thing is, is, Holloway is just I, I have him in that category of I'm riding with Holloway until you know, <laughs> until, until, until something happens off. where yeah he, until he he's not, well certainly that guy's got heart like uh, like few other fighters have I think I mean this mm-hmm. he's he's gonna go and go and go he's there's no quit in that guy 
uh, for Holloway. So uh, he wants to fight he's, Khabib still. Yeah, he thinks, <laughs> yeah. He thinks that he, he's. I just read that he said, you know, if uh, Habib's goal is the same as mine, and that's to be the best ever, you know, I think our paths are eventually going to fight, or, or, <laughs> or our paths are eventually going to cross, and, and and we're going to fight. So I mean that that just gives you a little peek into his mindset. Yeah. Um, not scared of anybody. Not going to back yeah. down, and he, he's got a, a tough challenger okay. ahead of us, but or ahead of him. But I think that he uh, he has enough to pull it out. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, it took a little bit to get to, but here's our that's our our first split. We'll see. You'll see who's who's going to go the distance on this one. So the main event of the evening. Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington. This one has uh, interesting for a number of different reasons. Looking at this fight, this is kind of like when you play Street Fighter and then you fight the same character that you're playing, right? Like you're both <laughs> Ryu just in different colored geese. Because uh, these guys, even looking at the tail of the tape, diving into it a little bit, um, are similar and, and almost identical on a, a lot of the fronts. Um, even their records, they're both 15-1. and one. Each of their one losses comes by submission. Um, so, and, you know, they're, they're grinded out um, wrestling-based fighters who use their wrestling to open up, uh, open up striking opportunities. Um, another one, another similar, similarity that jumped out to me is that both in their last fights, I was really impressed. Um, Usman fighting uh, Woodley. I didn't think he was going to get past Woodley. I thought Woodley yeah. was too much for him, and he he absolutely dominated Woodley. Same thing with Covington. I thought that um, Robbie Lawler uh, had a good enough wrestling base to keep Colby maybe a little more honest and, and, and negate the wrestling, and um, Colby just walked through him. Um, so, uh, like I said, both very similar. Um I think Usman has more power in his striking. Um, Covington is, I think, the bigger submission threat, although I don't think either one's going to knock the other out or submit the other. I think this one's going the distance. There's some bad blood in it. Um, hopefully that lives up, uh, the bad blood, blood lives up to its uh, building in this fight, and it doesn't. The other thing, too, to me, in my mind, this has very real possibility of slipping into a boring leaning against the cage and, you know, kind of lay and pray fight. I hope that's not the case. I do think it's going to be an exciting fight. I think, um, you know, Usman needs to be careful not to go in there too riled up, too emotional. Um, and I, I think he's, he's the favorite in my eyes. He might even be the Vegas favorite. Um, slight favorite, I guess. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to pick Usman to win a decision. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So on this one, uh, I think that's that's a good breakdown. Um, you know, the, the the only thing I add to that, the intangibles, <clears throat> intangibles being the uh, um, Colby Covington seems to enjoy the, uh, taking on the role of the heel. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he likes being the bad guy, uh, likes getting booed. Um, I normally don't like fighters like that, but for some reason I like it in Colby. I, I don't know why. <laughs> for, for it works for me for some reason. It makes it it makes him entertaining. So, um, 
because of that, I'm going to say the intangible is going to give him the edge uh, that he'll be able to get under uh, Usman's skin and uh, throw him off his game enough that he's going to sneak out the the victory. So for, uh, for sure, and he, I, I think I would I would go even further and say that he's been under Usman's skin. There's you can uh, there's a video I'm sure. A lot of people have seen um, from years ago when they were doing a, a, a press conference. It might have been an international fight week where Usman confronted him. Um, just pulling it off the top of my head, but this has to be around like 2016. Um, he was under Usman's skin um, after. Uh, I think it was after Usman's fight. I could be wrong. In any event, um, Usman and his manager went after Kobe Covington in the Vegas buffet line. There's video of that. So, I mean, I, I think definitely um, Colby has gotten under his skin. Um, I think Colby has done a very good job um, with the shtick that he's come up with um, promoting himself as a fighter. I personally, I think he's a little bit cheesy. <laughs> it's, it's a little cornball to me and it doesn't seem authentic, but I think that's part of what makes it work. Um, I don't think anyone really believes Colby is this personality that he's, he's putting out, but it, it's kind of akin to uh, what Henry Cejudo is doing with his King, of, King of cringe stuff right now. It's, it, you know, he is playing that kind of over the top WWE heel. Um, <laughs> character and and it's it's working well for him i, I and you know it, it complements he's he's got a very real skill set um a championship caliber caliber skill set and um this is kind of just like the icing on the cake the little um persona that he's he's, he's putting on mm-hmm. all right so maybe uh, uh we'll see we'll see if we uh, if I can pick the the upset again, because like you mentioned, he is a, a slight underdog, uh, and in the odds at the moment. So uh, um, the other we, thing, just real quick, that I I didn't realize is um, never really seen these two face to face aside from like the backstage videos and the and the Vegas buffet video. Um, but I always kind of had it in my head that not. A lot bigger, but that Usman was a bigger guy. And when they did the face-to-face um, last week, and Usman got emotional in that and took off his shirt, and, you know, they had to make sure that they had, you know, uh, something in between them. Um, that, you know, they were they were closer in size um, than I thought. So that's just, you know, put yeah. that in another category that this yeah, is the identical Street Fighter characters. <laughs> right? This might yeah. be off the top of my head. Um, the match where I think the you know two fighters are so similar, the the most similar um, that I can think of at, le- at least in you know recent memory, where it's going to be interesting to to see. That's just another another part of this fight that that can draw intrigue from. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I guess the big talk about in this matchup <clears throat> I forgot to mention was <clears throat> the uh, takedown. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so the, the biggest part of this um, that I hadn't hadn't mentioned was the the matchup uh, regarding takedowns. So uh, Usman is uh, 100% takedown defense. I guess he's never been taken down. Uh, mm-hmm. I was reading that somewhere. And uh, Colby's got like one of the highest takedown percentages. He's like 78%. So um, we're gonna see how how that matches if uh, that matchup comes at that 
Uh, Colby can't take him down and do anything. He's he's going to have a, a rough night. By the, uh, the other way, uh, if if uh, Usman can be taken down, uh, we're going to see if if Kobe can work that and and um, uh, what advantage he can he can come up with that. It, that might be one of those pivotal things where where that uh, aspect of the matchup uh, determines how this fight's going to go. Mm-hmm. And and I. I... I think both guys uh, probably do, but most recently I've seen it vocalized by Colby. He thinks that he holds the wrestling advantage. Um, you know, Colby was a, a JUCO national champ. Usman was a Division Two national champ. Colby went on after he won the JUCO championship to wrestle in Division One. Was a two-time Pac-10 champ. So maybe on paper you could say there's a slight advantage to Colby in the grappling category. But uh, in my eyes, it's, it's pretty even. It's pretty like a, a lot of seems to be the theme of this fight is, you know, there's, like I said, in, in my recent memory there, this is the, you know, the most similar opponents that I can remember. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't work out to one of those where they just negate each other and nobody does anything. Yeah. Like I said, a a very real worry in my mind is that this is going to be clinch intensive and leaning against the fence. And um, it definitely has that. That's a very real possibility. I also think it's a very real possibility and more of a possibility that, the bad blood takes over and you know, these two just go, go out. Awesome. All right. Well, that is our outlook for UFC 245 coming up this Saturday, December 14th. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of fight stripe. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a good night, day, evening, whatever it is when you're listening.